And that was the late, great Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead doing a cover of Van Morrison and Estomi. Thank you so much, DJ Hank Adelic, for for always playing good music. And uh, there's nothing nothing that makes me happier than hearing Gomez and then ending the set with, with the dead. So, uh, okay, excuse me, that is Garcia Live. So it's just the Jerry Garcia Band, uh, August 5th, 1990, at the Greek Theater, Volume 2. Wow, I'm going to have to pick this up. Do you sell it at your shop? No? Okay. Well, uh, as some of you might know, uh, DJ Hank Adelic also has Open My Music, one of the premier record stores in the Bay Area. So uh, to make the transition over, you are listening to KXSF LP San Francisco. This is Pamela, Pamela Louie, as I was like, I just need to start calling myself that more often now. Pamela Louie. Uh, <coughs> and... The show is Fifth Wave Radio, Queerly Drinking, although today it's it's definitely more of a queerly drinking kind of day. Uh, not that I'm drinking anything other than water, but uh, I have two really great interviews coming up. I'm extremely excited. At In just a few minutes, I'll be joined by members of the band Commando, which is a California-based queer avant-garde superhero supergroup, uh, and I'm extremely, extremely excited to have them joining me uh, and discussing what they're doing. Uh, and we'll also listen to a couple of their tracks. At 3 o'clock, I will be joined by Michael uh, Rice, who is the director of Queer As You Are, uh, which is being shown and Frameline, the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, uh, over the weekend on June 19th at the Castro Theater. Uh, Michael is a... Uh, filmmaker as well as a choreographer and uh we'll also be joined by darren acosta who is the founder of co-fermented which is a queer organization within the the wine industry so that should be a very interesting conversation uh we'll be talking about the you know, transphobia uh in general and also specifically within the black community and, and other themes that are, are touched upon 
in Michael's uh, really important film. But we're going to get started off, actually, let's do a track from Commando from their album, which dropped in March. Uh, this is Hotel Essex. Thank you. 
Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. Okay, well, so here we are. Uh, thank you for listening. This is a special two-hour edition of Queerly Drinking, and this is Pamela Louie. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco. And uh, if you're listening, you're listening on, you're streaming, because our transmitter has been down, and we are so, so sorry about this. And I would say it's an act of God, but I don't really believe in a God. But anyway, uh, we're doing our best to get it up and up and going, and... Uh, we're doing what we can. We're going to do a rebroadcast of this show once our transmitter is up. In the meantime, though, I'm extremely excited to be joined by one of the members of Commando here in studio. Well, not studio, in, in Zoomland, uh, Drew Ariola Sands. Drew, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for, for being here and uh, I look forward to your your comrades in commando joining us. But in the meantime, uh, I'm I said I'm I'm so I'm just so excited to have you and everyone else on. I was as I was researching your work and I was thinking to myself, wow, this is band as like this is the super group of like queer avant garde like musical artists. Right? It's just amazing. All of you are, are so accomplished. So uh, if while we're waiting for the others to join. Uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Um, sure. My name is Drew. I'm I'm an Aquarius. I'm single. I'm you hear that, people? For, Anyone who I'm likes Aquarius is Drew is single. I'm looking for gentlemen from anywhere from 27 years old to 47 years old and beyond. I'm open to everything and anything. I'm a party girl who wants to blow her brains out. That's all it is. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so hi, I'm in Los Angeles right now and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Um, you're right, this is a super group and I'm just really like honored to be in this band and um, we have a lot of fun and we're gonna have a great show next week that I hope everybody in San Francisco goes to. Um, so yeah, what, what was the question originally? I don't know. Oh, well, don't the know. question was just to introduce yourself because, uh, you know, as I was doing my homework, uh, I see that you have, you have your own band, Trap Girl, which is a punk band. Um, you're also the founder of, of Transgress Fest. Uh, and so if you could just maybe tell everyone a little bit about Transgress Fest and, and also about Trap Girl, that would be, I, I would love to hear more about it myself. Okay, cool. Um, sure. Yeah. So I have a band called Trap Girl. We're a hardcore punk band from here in Los Angeles. Um, we've been together for a few years. Um, and I also do Transgress Fest, like you said, which is a fest, a yearly festival that centers around the voices and experience of trans people and music. Um, we started in 2016, um, all the way up until the pandemic in 2020. 
Um, it's been two years and how everything has been so chaotic with the pandemic. We've yet to kind of really come back, but we will soon. Um, yeah, we have some things in the works for maybe next year. So um, looking forward to that. Okay, and and then also uh, Trap Girl, if you could maybe talk about that too. Hello? Sure. So, yes, sorry. Sure. So Trap Girl is a hardcore punk band um, that formed here in Los Angeles um, in the ways of Southgate, California, where which is where I live, um, just 18 minutes from downtown LA. Um, and we've toured, um, we tour about once a year and we go all over the country and we love playing in the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco, and um, we have a lot of friends there and we are playing tomorrow night with a legendary queer band, uh, Hunks and His Punks, at the Regent in California here, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, in Los Angeles, um, with um, the Paranoids, and it's hosted by Sarah Sherman from SNL, so it's like a really fun, big fun show tomorrow for Trap Girl. Oh, great. So if anybody listening will be in LA, they should come on down. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, and if you could just say one more time wh where where it is again for anyone who might be in Southern California. Um, we are playing the Regent Theater in downtown LA okay. with Hunks and Hunks. Awesome. Great. And we are now joined by two of your uh, of your comrades in commando, uh, Honey Mahogany and uh, Krylon Superstars here. And so I just... The dolls. Yes. The dolls, the dolls, the dolls, the dolls. The dolls. <laughs> I, I absolutely believe you. Uh, so I, as I just, um, it would be great if, Honey and Krylon, welcome to Queerly Drinking. Thank you so much for being here. I just asked Drew to in introduce herself. And if you could maybe, I know, as I, I said or like earlier, that it's amazing to me, not, not that it's like so amazing, but it kind of is that everyone in commando is so accomplished and has done so much and just like, and just really, really cool, cool stuff. So instead of me kind of regurgitating what I've, what I've found on online researching you, it'd be great if maybe you could just introduce yourself and tell a little bit about your background and what you've been doing and uh, to our, our listeners. So honey, do you mind going first? Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I never know where to start with that question. <laughs> Um, I'm Honey Mahogany. I am, I am someone who grew up here in San Francisco and have lived here all my life. My family, though, um, they came here as um, refugees from Ethiopia back in the late 1970s, and my family has been here ever since. Um, I'm a social worker by training, actually. Um, I worked, um, actually got my first um, like full-time job here in San Francisco working at Larkin Street Youth Services. And um, I also uh, am a drag queen. And I am also an owner, a co-owner at the Stud Bar, um, which, you know, unfortunately we, it closed a few year, uh, years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we were forced to close due to the conditions and, you know, our, our lease was expiring, um, but we do plan on reopening. So I'm one of the co-owners of the Stud. Um, I, uh, geez, what else do I do? Um, so I was a legislative aide supervisor, Matt Haney um, of District 6 for many years. I um, I'm currently serving as chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party, which uh, makes me the first trans chair of um, a local Democratic Party in the country um, and the first Black uh, chair in San Francisco. Um, I also am 
um, uh, a member of Commando. And um, I also am running for District 6 Supervisor currently. So I just launched my um, campaign and I have a website up, honeymahogany.com, where you can learn more about me and all the things that I want to do for the city of San Francisco. But um, I know that I'm here to talk about the incredible work that I'm doing with Commando. And I'm just so honored to be in this group with such beautiful and talented individuals. Um, it's definitely a cathartic um, thing for me as someone who is constantly stressed out um, being in the, these political positions because, um, you know, truth be told, I don't really like politics, but um, sometimes you got to um, just get your hands dirty and, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. And, um, and in some ways, Commando does that too. I mean, Commando is the change I want to see in the world. It is, you know, joy and ex self-expression and standing up for ourselves and, um, just really great, fun music. So um, happy to be here and happy to be in such good company. Great. And, and, and honey's, yeah, happy. honey's my mommy. Honey's my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> great. Well, thank you. Okay. Krylon, can you tell right, everyone huh? about, about you and your fabulousness? Honey, I'm Krylon. Um, I... First of all, I'm so happy. I just have to pause really quick for my sis. I know we're talking about Commando, bitch, but you are everything. <laughs> and you're representing on a level that is beyond. So I am so proud of you. And I'm so happy that you're my sister in this fight. Thank um, you. Yes, I agree. I agree. I have, I, whew, where do I start? I, I've been in the, in the, in the, club scene for a really long time. I um, moved from San Diego in the 90s to New York City in the early 90s. And I was like, what, 18 or something like that. And I started to do a lot of um, club kid stuff. So I was a club kid in New York City for a little bit until the little incident that happened where somebody killed somebody else and it became a movie. I knew all, both of those people, right? Um, and um, and then I got more into the rock and roll scene. I became a performance artist and, you know, started doing drag and, and, and all kinds of theater and acting and stuff. Um, and then I left and went to Berlin. And I was in Berlin for about in the end of the 90s, beginning, well, it's like 1999, I think I moved to Berlin. And I was in Berlin doing performance art and theater um, and um, lots of lots of dance and, um, you know, married a very wealthy German man. So it was beautifully, <laughs> it was in a wonderful situation. You know, I didn't know he was wealthy. It was a perk, hello. <laughs> um, and, you know, honestly, my, my trans, my transitioning sort of began in the nineties and then it sort of stopped abruptly because a lot of the girls that I was friends with, they st I started seeing them die around me. And it kind of fucked me up and freaked me out. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be one of those casualties. So I'm terrified and I was terrified. And I had a lot of PTSD after being accosted and you know, beat up and stuff like that, walking down the street. And so, um, and it just started back up. But outside of that, I, you know, I, I've been in this band, Double Duchess for a really, really long time. We started in New York or in San Francisco. And um, and then I met Andy, and um, who's in Commando, and he asked me if I wanted to to sing on a project that was, he's working on this heavy metal project. And I said yes, and such is how Commando 
kind of happened. I, I was a part of the first wave of performers in Commando, and I'm still here doing the still the same, you know, with Commando. And the, this wave of performers, I mean, the last one was Christine and Big Dipper, and it was a, a fantastic performers. I'm super grateful that that sort of, that, that continuum is still happening. Like now we have another group of amazing performers with Drew and Honey and Lenny and Juba and all these, you know, just fantastic people. And so, um, and like Honey said, it's really cool because it's really revolutionary. You know, it's like, it's in its own right, just us appearing on stage is an act of revolution. It's an act of revolt. And I'm super grateful that I get to be a part of that, you know, um, and represent different angles of not just a black trans woman, but also a black trans woman that absolutely loves heavy metal, you know, a punk black trans woman, you know what I mean? Like that's really fun to, um, to represent, to show to the world that, that that exists too, just in case somebody needs to see that representation. But um, outside of that, yeah, I, um, I love Commando. I love what we're doing and I can't wait to continue on what we're doing. I should also mention that Commando is going to be playing at The Independent uh, June 23rd. Um, and yes. we're going to, a little bit later on in the program, we're going to have a, a ticket giveaway. But uh, it, it's, mark your calendars because I've, I've already marked my calendar. I haven't have an event that night, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break away and go and see it because I think that what you're doing is really exciting. So let's talk about a little bit. First, how did this collective, how did you all come together? The, so the new incarnation of Commando, um, actually, you know, I don't, how did that come? I know we were looking for, like, um, Andy was looking for, Andy, one of the, 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 the members was looking for more people to get into the, into the, the project and, um, and Honey just came up because Honey is a, a fantastic performer. And so I hadn't met drew until we started the rehearsals or started to kind of put pull together different ideas for songs and i was like oh this bitch is fierce so i need to <laughs> she is everything honey and she lives in los angeles and so i i think that it just sort of came together like that and we saw that it was actually fun and we were actually able to pull together i'm not i don't want to be the spokesperson for this so any, if anybody else want to jump in <laughs> yes thank you well i will say, i don't know how everyone came about I, I do know that i was touring i was on tour with trap girl um no i'm sorry lynn was on tour with his band the homobiles and played with us in los angeles um and he just kept in contact with me and was really digging my style and kind of referred me to Commando and that's kind of how it happened you know just by Lynn catching my band um Lynn thought you know we should do and I always told Lynn like oh I love Tribade and I would love to do something with you and I'll have him like uh my band would cover Tribade songs and he would like sing with us so that was kind of his way of saying like oh come on on to Commando and we can write music together so that's how I kind of stumbled across Commando. So I'm very lucky for that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some of it was, you know, uh, uh, Andy and Travis and Van uh, and also Krylon, I think are sort of like the staple, like they they, they were from the the uh, older version as well or the, the original version. And then um, 
it seems like Linny may have been the connector. I think Linny reached out to Drew and Linny also reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm in this band. You know, I would really love to have you in it with me. Can you maybe just come and sing on some songs and, you know, see how it goes and maybe you write your own song and, you know, we'll just try it out. And so it kind of happened very organically. Um, but I do think that uh, Linny was the one that sort of brought many of us together. Um, but again, Krylon, I think Krylon was um, a part of it for a while as, as well as, uh, you know, basically all the instrumentalists. So Andy, Travis, and Dan. And then of course, um, I, I'm not sure how Juba got in, but I'm betting it might've been Linny. <laughs> and um, honey, didn't you do like some publicity shots or something for Homobiles or something like that? Oh yeah, so I was in um, I was in a music video for Homobiles. Um, I don't think that music video actually ever saw the light of day, um, but I did shoot a music video at the stud for Homobiles, and um, and yeah, and so that's where I think when you first talked to me about it. I feel like I remember you on a T-shirt as well, like a Homobiles T-shirt. Your image. That was without my permission, and <laughs> I have yet to receive a paycheck for that. So okay, we need to do something about that. <laughs> great so and there are a few other members uh who are not on the call just to mention quickly who they are i mean one is lenny breedlove who uh you know in addition to homobiles is also was the uh, founder of tribate which was a really you know well-known historically important uh san francisco punk band uh and there is uh juba uh, kalamka who's a founding member of deep dick collective and then there's the Living Earth Show, and that's Andy and Travis. And I know that they've done a lot of. It sounds like they're behind a lot of uh, you know numerous types of, of projects and and uh, collaborations with other art artists too. And uh, so it's it it is such an interesting mix of people, because, yeah, you know, like Juba has done a lot, sort of like from more like the hip hop side of it. And then I know you know Linny and uh, Drew, you're like from you know the punk more you know, the punk side. And I, th I was kind of wondering how it came to be like new metal. And even when we say new metal, like listening to the album, it, there clearly are influences of, from different genres of music. But uh, I think, you know, it, it, you are describing yourself as a new metal band. So, so why did you decide to say, okay, this is what we're, we're going to be, or, th or this I is what we're going to say we're going to be for now anyway. Well, when I originally uh, first met Andy and he, kind of selling me commando he did bring up being a in his childhood being a teenager listening to new metal and how much it influenced him and that struck a chord with me too because i too loved um met new metal when it came out because it was huge you know i'm talking i was like 12 years old but it was huge everything was on the radio it was on mtv it was everywhere so me and andy are really we're kind of around the same age um, I'm younger, but we're kind of around the same age, <laughs> and we, um, so we would hear the same music, and um, he, his, one of his dreams was to have a new metal band, and my, one of my dreams was also to, to be in a new metal band, and feel what they felt, you know, like, you know, like these, um, we call them, like, hot topic bands, like, you know, like, Corn and then Biscuit and things like that. It, they were just, like, they were dominating the airwaves at the time. And apart from punk, because, I mean, uh, no, people don't really know this, but I got into punk a lot later in my 20s when I started Trap Girl as kind of, like, a kind of a final, you know, thing for me to get into music. I 
explored punk music and it wasn't until my 20s so in my early teens it was new metal and in alternative rock and things like that so um it, it definitely made me happy to know that he he envisioned this like really fun early 2000s metal band and 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 what was lacking in the early 2000s were not only femmes and women but femmes and women of color for sure um you know black and brown people of course we're not we're not really in that scene so we wanted to kind of change things up and um start something that we would have loved to see when we were teenagers so yeah and we've just also been joined by uh, Lynn Breedlove. So welcome. Uh, I've asked your your bandmates to talk a little bit about themselves, which I would love for you to do. And this also might be uh, maybe you can. The last question I, I asked was what how Commando decided to really like at least you know frame yourselves as a new a new metal band. And I know Lenny, you have you know you come from the the punk genre. Uh, so maybe you could tell, just give everyone a little uh, 411 about you and your background and also your thoughts on you know, being punk, but also, but now doing new metal. And I know there's definitely an overlap there, but if you could just, I'd love to hear in your own words, how this came to be. Oh, uh, whoops. We can't hear you. Hey, sorry, I'm late. Hi. Uh, no, uh cool. I, yeah, punk for me is less about a musical style than it is about an ethos. And so when Andy was like, you know, new metal is a bunch of angry white dudes. And what we want to do is create something that's about by, for, and about people who have a right to be angry. Uh, I was in. Yeah. Okay. I know a bunch of my. <laughs> that qualify for that so well so we need to take a quick uh station break but i want to pick up on that when when we get back uh for those of you just tuning in you're listening to kxsf lp san francisco this is pamela louie the show's queerly drinking and my guests are some of the band members from commando we'll be right back KXSF is horrified and saddened by acts of violence, bigotry, and hate targeting our AAPI brothers and, and sisters. And we're on we pause, right? Despicable acts and stand um, with our Asian so, uh, Americans Pacific Islander communities in actively combating the prejudices that fuel it. Together, let's raise our voices and work to encourage change through collective action. For more info, go to kxsf.fm slash kxsfacts. Hey everybody, I'm Shannon Kaler from the Stone Foxes, and uh, you know, you should listen to community radio because, I don't know if you know this, but uh, other radio stations have about 40 songs that they play over, and over, and over, and usually they're mostly crap. Well, let me tell you, uh, community radio plays the good stuff, so listen to kxsf.fm um, for tasty treats. And there's a seven second delay or they we are back hello hello uh, hello uh so uh as your this commando is in addition to it, it is a musical group but uh, yeah I, I listen to the songs uh, i feel like it's it's so much more i mean you're truly artists with a lot to say and um, your songs are 
are very political. And you know, somebody said to me many, many years ago that during periods of, of oppression and repression and, and when it seems politically like things are going in a really bad direction, uh, the arts flourish. And I think we're, we're, in a, we're in a strange time because on one hand we have, if you are uh, identify as LGBTQIA in, in any way, it's, it's a lot easier to come out. There's much more support than there was you know, even like 20 years ago, right? On the other hand, we have these horrible pieces of legislation in many states in this country trying to oppress and repress and erase trans people, you know, queer people a across the board. So how do you, where would you say that Commando fits into that? Well, I guess, I mean, first of all, I think that, you know, we are political just like by existing um, in these bodies and in as a group. Um, and so anything that, you know, like it was so interesting. I was um, on this uh, panel the other day with Phonique, who is um, a, a drag queen. Um, the term used to be folk queen, but she's a cisgendered woman who performs in drag. And um, I think they were, um, she was asked, well, do you know, do you consider yourself um, to be an activist. And, you know, she said, well, no, because, you know, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't, not, not, not compared to like, you know, Harvey Milk or, you know, some, some of these other people, like, I don't consider myself like political in that sense. And, you know, the response was, well, but you're a woman doing art, like everything you do is political. And so, like, I think that that's true for us too. Like just the fact that we are commando and that we are a band led by a bunch of trans people and people of color and all like you know and queer people um that we are our band is making a political statement just by existing that being said i think we also cover a lot of political issues in our songs and you know kind of express ourselves and our frustrations with you know the system and uh the ways in which we have to navigate this world um and the oppression that we experience so that all plays out in the album um very directly in some ways and, and in other ways maybe a little bit more um um it's a little bit more uh what's the word i'm looking for not obvious <laughs> Yeah, I, I found it interesting because your the politics that uh, political themes on the album and the themes on the album in general, you know, are are pretty far ranging. For instance, one thing that I appreciate is that is the discussion of AIDS, uh, you know, with Hotel Essex and that with that just being, I guess, a a tribute in some ways to Essex Hemphill and uh, but in other songs too, and I think there's there's this idea that. AIDS does, you know, it may exist, but it's, it's treatable. No one dies from AIDS anymore. And that's not true. And especially within, uh, you know, communities of color, it's, it continues to be a problem because of there are fewer, you know, resources. And it's just, there's not the same urgency of delivering healthcare. So I, I was, I was wondering about that because again, like so many artists today, especially younger artists that were either not born or were very young when AIDS was just you know, rav ravaging not just the gay community, but, but also communities of color in, in the 80s and the 90s, uh, don't really talk about AIDS anymore. So I, I, was, I was wondering what that, uh, you know, wh why, why there was that, that sense of uh, why it was important to make a, to, to discuss AIDS on, on this album. 
Well, I mean, I think as, and I don't want to be the only one talking, so folks feel free to jump in, but I mean, you know, as a predominant, well, I would say, are we predominantly? I mean, I guess the, the singers are predominantly black, predominantly, you know, queer and trans um, and uh, POC even. And so, I mean, this is a community that is disproportionately impacted by a lot of things, including HIV and AIDS and including, you know, we, there's also, um, you know, songs about, you know, that include uh, lyrics about diabetes and other sort of like things that impact our community. And, you know, a lot of that is on um, Juba songs. Um, and, you know, so I think it's important that, you know, as we're talking about and representing like these communities that we are putting that out there that, you know, as you said earlier, you know, there are there, yes, there are medications that can be managed, but do you have access to healthcare in this country? Um, if you are a person of color and queer and trans, maybe you don't. Um, and certainly there are plenty of cis, straight, white people all over this country that also don't have access to healthcare. But we know that, you know, there are, um, uh, there are significant barriers to the communities that we, we mentioned. So, um, yeah, it was really important that I think we were, had an honest conversation about that. Um, some of them also reflect some of our own experiences with a lot of those things. Um, so that's why it's on the album. Yeah, and there are other... Uh, you know, numerous other themes and, and topics where, I mean, it is your, the, where Commando is overtly very political. And, and I know that in, you know, the case of, of AIDS, uh, you know, and with Essex Hotel, Hotel Essex, uh, you know, Juba is, is singing there. Um, and, but how, and I would like to ask, I guess, all of you individually, how your political passions or some of the issues that you really, feel the strongest about right now, how you brought that to, to this album. Um, so I know, honey, you feel you've been doing all the talking, so I'm not going to pick on you yet. Uh, so uh, Drew, actually, do, do you mind taking that? Sure. Um, sure. So I, in Trap Girl, a lot of our songs in Trap Girl, I try to empower people with the lyrics, you know, and be like, we want to be little baddies and, I want to uplift trans women of color and, 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 and femmes and let them know like they can fight, they're not alone, and they're strong. But there's also another side to being trans that we all know, and that is the side where it is, gets a little darker. And we get, and we're sometimes, sometimes trans people, as a trans person, I, sometimes I'm happy in my body and sometimes I'm not. And I get these uh, feelings, these dark feelings, you know, and I want to express them. And I'm an artist and a visionary and I'm a songwriter. So in my case, my songs, like Girl with a Gun and Ready to Die, they are coming from the, a dark, the dark side of the trans experience. You know, um, the suicide rate of trans people is really high, and, you know, and people are just trying to kill, uh, kill trans people. And, because people are killing themselves, and it's, it's such a it's such a ho horrible thing to realize and to know. Um, but it, it is known in our communities, you know, that this is happening. Um, and I touched on that in my songs, and I continue to touch on the newer songs I'm writing because, as an artist, I kind of have to go there, you know. So that's kind of how I came into that. Yeah. yeah. So awareness, I guess you can say, basically, you know, the short answer is kind of awareness of these things. And, you know, just like the AIDS song, you know, 
that's a long overdue song. You know, there isn't a metal song that's shouting these things and is angry about it, nor is there a song where trans women, you know, have that feeling of that, that presence of giving up, you know, there isn't a song like that. Um, we are trans people and we are creating music that trans people can relate to. That's the bottom line, at least from my perspective on that. Yeah. And I, uh, with, uh, and I, please correct me if I'm mispronouncing this, but with this, uh, Mickey Blanco, um, and I, is, is that right? It's Mickey Blanco. Mickey Blanco. Okay. Yeah. And there's a, vi a video also that, that accompanies that. So I was looking at the video and, and that, uh, you know, I, I look at that and it was interesting because it could in some ways you could read it as this is like a teenage boy in his room just being like really pissed off about a lot of stuff and i don't know if that was a yeah. deliberate attempt or, or not but in some ways it you could look at it but then you you know look at it and clearly uh you know lynn you're you're an adult uh, and you know listening to all of these themes it's it's uh it's informed it's informed by something that most that is goes beyond the realm of experience of let's say most teenage boys too and I, but I found it to be a really uh, interesting song and, and also interesting video in the, the way that it w was done and that it just, it brings, there's so much that, that is brought to it. And, uh, you know, I, w I was wondering if that is, you know, if that's, some, if that is a song that's something that has really bubbled up for you over the last few years, or this is, let's say something that's been ongoing for a long time because it, it's 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 a song that is it's in one way to, and this is my interpretation it's a song that in one way is filled with rage and on the other way there's almost like a slightly uh objective thing of like okay this is this is just what's going on right now yeah i mean it it's um it's such a weird song because it doesn't have it, musically it doesn't have it was started as a poem which is just has not the usual like verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus punk rock three chords thing it's kind of all over the map and apparently it was the hardest for the for the uh, instrumentalists to actually tackle and to memorize because it doesn't have that kind of structure but also in the same way it embodies all the different feelings that you have with it which it's an homage to mickey blanco who is um a fresh new face in the music scene of like queer and trans poc like rap artists and singers and performers that are talking about all these things that um i'm really excited when i see someone that isn't 63 years old that does i don't have to explain hey i was there in the castro when it was like palpable the hate and the refusal of the government to do anything for us like and the, and our friends are like dropping like flies and everything yeah important to like continue to talk about that in a lot of these songs like the prince piece is about the 80s and like i was busy shooting drugs and ignoring my own self-worth because nobody else cared why should i um and yeah watching like what the fallout from that was so in Mickey Blanco, it's about like, yes, there are people that are like paying close attention or pointing out like uh, trans women in prison, like, and 
who we have to center right now and how we have to stand up for ourselves and how we have to protect ourselves. And what is a snapshot in a person's um, trajectory around gender? You know, like it could go back forth all over the map and people can identify differently every day and you got to keep up, you know, uh, but also, and it's like, have a sense of humor. Yeah, you're at Home Depot and they're going to be like, it's embarrassing to be in line and have the people sir, ma'am, sirring. Uh, and so what? just like how do you stay enjoy and make it funny and open your heart and support each other across the whole spectrum of the alphabet soup of who we all are that's that song's about i think it's about being an ally and listening yeah thing. yeah you know I, and i'm just wondering i know that like all of you are singers and uh, you all bring different things. You, I think, while there, I'm sure there's a big overlap as far as what you think needs to be centered and your, you know, your your viewpoint. You know, you're all individuals with different experiences, so you're going to bring that to to the work that you do. But as a band, when you work together, there's there has to be some sort of, I guess, give and take or collaboration. And I was wondering what the process is for that. Like, if one of you says, "Hey, I have a song," or "I have a poem," and I want to set it to music. How how do you take how do you make a, a song so that it's not just your song but that it becomes a commando song? Um, I I think I mean I I, can, I don't know if I can answer this right, but uh, I mean I personally uh, just write the lyrics and I just kind of tell them this is what the song is, this is what I have. And I even kind of do a little melody. Maybe I'll pick up the guitar and do a few chords on the guitar and sing along to it. Um, but I definitely will do some kind of pre-demo to show the guys. Or in Trap Girl, I do the same thing. Um, I write out the entire song or, you know, um, and or do a fun, you know, I write down fun song titles that I like and then kind of work from there. But I always will kind of have something in mind and give it to them. And the guys are really, the guys from Commando, the, the ones who play the instrument. Yes, that, because for me, like when I came with my song to the band and I was like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. And even before I had the lyrics written, I was like, I think I want it to be kind of like, you know, I had just a reference that was not new metal. It was like, you know, I think it kind of want to have some influence of the Ethiopians and like have it be like, you know, kind of jazzy. And they kind of came back with this thing that I was like, okay, that was not what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it worked out, you know, and like, it was just, it's been that, but that's what like a collaboration is, right? And that's what like working together means. And so, you know- I mean it's definitely um, the song structure and the and the everything about it, the rhythm section and the intro and the pre-choruses. It's something I've never really heard before, which totally. is what impressed me. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. I mean, I I love it. It's it's a great song. It just like was not like exactly what I thought it would be. Is and oh, I think that's funny. Like, yeah, and so that's the nature of you know I think working with a group, right? And it's no yeah. longer just you. It's like everyone has an opinion and everyone it's sort of like how you make it all mesh together and that's what makes it special so totally so well at least honey's here to to to, to correct that story <laughs> <laughs> also drew like what and everyone i think the genius is we kind of create a space and a structure and go like okay you bring you you know yeah drew, we're like i want you to write a piece 
that goes in the middle of this piece ready to die and you and I were sitting in the other room and together I feel like and I was just like okay as like Juba did a similar thing with uh in the middle of coming for you just like really fast on the top of our heads by hanging yeah. out together and being like oh my, you just said is and my response that is and I love that and I love the fact that we all come from totally different styles and everything we mix it all together and have all these different flavors coming together it's awesome love that it. that's 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 a funny story that Lynn brings up about um ready to die and um his part in my song um yeah I wanted him to add some kind of piece or poetry or some kind of vocal in, in the breakdown of that song and he literally just wrote the stuff that happened to me the night before, which was I had like a haunting, like we had one of, uh, we think I was haunted from one of Lynn's old past friends who passed away a long time ago, um, who was haunting me and uh, and Lynn just wrote about it and it was great. I mean, there's more to the story than that, but um, to make it short, you know, Lynn just kind of took what happened you know, the day before uh, off the top of his head and just kind of used it for the song and it worked out great. Okay, we need to take another quick break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco and this is Queerly Drinking. Pamela Louie, my guests are members from the band Commando and we'll we'll be back in just a moment. Support for KXSF comes from The Music Store, an independent record store located in San Francisco's West Portal Business District. For more than two decades, The Music Store has featured two floors filled with music and movies, bins and bins of vintage vinyl, new and used CDs and tapes, and rare hard-to-find DVDs and videos. You can pick up a replacement record needle and even so learn guessing, to play guitar um, like... all in the same visit. The Music Store, located at 66 West Portal Avenue. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. Okay, so we're back, and time does fly when you're not only having fun, but, but learning quite a lot and being exposed to people who are, are doing really cool stuff. I was going to say cool S word that I'm not allowed to say on radio. Uh, but, uh, again, uh, so... This is Queerly Drinking. I'm Pamela Louie, and I am joined by several members of the the band Commando. Uh, Honey Mahogany is with me, uh, Lynn Breedlove, Krylon Superstar, and and also Drew Ariola Sand. So thank you so much for being here with me today. And we have a few minutes left, and I I want to ask you, I, or let me just start by saying what you're doing is not only it's not just entertainment, but it's important and it's, it's extremely thought provoking too. Uh, you're a California based band. Your members are in the Bay Area and, and uh, Los Angeles. Now, there are lots of people in L.A. and in the Bay Area who are, are not only into the music you're doing stylistically, but the message that, that you are and all that you're delivering and the way that you're delivering it. And that's great. And we're happy to have you here, and we want you to perform here. But have you thought about maybe going out to the places, going out to like Florida and Texas, and all of these states where there are, you know, draconian, anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ, you know, you know anti-female laws that are are being passed, uh, and performing there? Because even though there is this horrible legislation that's that's happening. 
no doubt there are plenty of, of people in these states that are LGBTQ, uh, or, or, or maybe not, but, but what you're saying uh, really resonates with them, or are they're just metal fans, and by virtue of the genre of music that you're doing, you might be able to educate people. Yeah, we're going to go to all the really bad places of Texas, but we're going to go as a hologram band. <laughs> so you don't want to go live. You're going to go as a hologram. We're sending our holograms, my very thin 120-pound hologram. Oh, my God. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Can you explain that a little bit more? It's like uh, Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson okay. or Anna went on tours, but it's Commando and we're alive. Okay. But we just don't want, yeah, but we want to stay safe. So we'll send a hologram or puppet, whatever well, can be faster. I mean, I will say, I will just say this, that like, we did just come back from performing in Austin, Texas, which I know Austin is like a safe yeah. place to do it. But, you know, there are a lot of people at that time. I mean, this was just right after the like, you know, those um, anti-gay bills um, passed to the like, don't say gay bills, abortion, like all this stuff, like this is like right then. Um, and so, um, but we thought it was important, like, you know, what better way to like say F you than we're, we're here and we're gonna exist anyway. Like you can't stop us from existing. Um, I will say also that I performed in a lot of uh, really rural areas. I mean, not with the band, but, you know, doing drag and performances and, um, you know, all over Florida um, and not just Miami or, you know, Orlando, like a lot of the smaller places. Um, and it, the community there is just so wonderful and it's just so special and the way that people come out. So I personally, would love to go to some of those places and perform. Um, I, I, how often we're able to gonna, gonna be able to do that, all of us together, is 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 you know definitely something that we think about because you know right now I am running a campaign for running for office, um, and it's kind of you know taking up a lot of my time. But um, you know, but you know, could be the hologram. I, so I may need to be the hologram. <laughs> you know, I um, I don't want to go. I've I've um did the sex workers art show tour a long time ago and on the sex worker art show tour we got protested <laughs> there was all these like right-wing you know conservative people protesting us and it felt so invigorating to be there and to sort of flip them off right like i my existence matter and i'm just as american as anybody else, you know, I'm on this American continent, right? And so it's not about letting them take over the land that was stolen. It's more about being able to go and represent a, um, a, a mentality that is way liberal. And, you know, sometimes you have to be in people's faces in order to even for them to even consider changing their mind. Because if there's if they're confronted with fearlessness, then they question whether or not, you know, their ideas are you know, working and what, you know, so for me, it's about being confrontational sometimes. I mean, but I've always kind of been that way. My life, my existence as a black trans person on earth, no matter where I am, even I can be in the most liberal place, but there's still people who don't accept this. I can be in gay and queer environments, like a lot of trans women, and still feel like I'm being ostracized. So to be quite honest with you, going out and being, being in, 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 a, in, a, in, in, the, in the world and um, representing that sort of a face of change, a face that, that uh, the change that needs to happen 
in the world, I believe that that it has to start with someone, you know? So why not me? Maybe it's my turn. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's what the band is doing. Maybe it's our turn to just be that representation. And I'm okay with that, you know, personally. Tell it. Yeah. Preach it and tell it. That's right. Be calling it. Um, Also, I feel like the, um, in those small towns where the oppression is highest, like it's at full volume, turned up to live, and that's where the kids really come out because the, there are queer and trans kids everywhere. And in those places is where they really need us the most. Uh, I've shown up with Five Eight, another band, um, and those little towns, they, they come out like, there might be 20 kids at the show, but it feels like the stadium because they're like, oh my God, for every time, you know? Uh, they bring presents that they made out of like some kind of bracelet instead of bracelet made out of an inner tube. I don't know. They're just like, thank you. It's like um, little sponges just, they need someone to give voice because they really don't have a voice. They need to come and shore them up. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we are just, we're we're about out of time. but I think all of you are doing great stuff, and I would love to have you individually back on the show sometime to talk a little bit more about uh, your work um, and you know, artistically, and then also for those of you who are in politics, politically too. Uh, <clears throat> not that I'm looking at you, Honey Mahogany. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- again, th- thank you for being here. Uh, for those of I'm you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can we talk about the show? Can we just announce the show real quick? I know Andy will kill us if we don't. I was about to do that, but you know what? It okay. comes much better. It would be much better coming out of your mouth. So please. <laughs> so we're playing June 24th at the Independent. 23rd. 23rd. Sorry. sorry. We're playing June 20th. See, I don't even know what's going on. Um, so June 23rd, we are playing the Independent in San Francisco with Man on Man and Black Plague. Um, and we have the stud presenting with the great drag performers. Um, honey, do you have that those names for the performers from? Well, the- I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I believe that there is um, Vivian Forevermore is is hosting, um, and I believe that we have Tito Soto as one of the performers that's confirmed so far. Um, and Dulce uh, de Leche, um, and uh, I believe Kitty uh, Quar- uh, Aquarium. Von Quinn. Yes, Von Quinn. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really great show. Everybody should come. Everybody should buy tickets. Um, it's going to be a great time. We're the headliners and we're going to have so much fun. And you can buy tickets now. Um, yeah, come and support us. You're going to have such a great time. Yeah, and that's at the Independent in San Francisco, which is a great venue. I, I will be there. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, thank you again uh, to all of you, Honey Mahogany, uh, Lynn Breedlove, Drew Ariola Sands, and Krylon Superstar, who are some of the members of Commando. And uh, definitely check them out for everyone who's listening. Thank you for being here. And I, I can't wait to see you at, at the show. Thank you, Pamela. Okay. Thanks, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, well, that was... That was, I mean, I feel like we just scratched the surface there. They're doing such cool stuff. Uh, and if you are interested in learning more about Commando, you can go to Commando. Um, they have a 
a site uh, on Bandcamp. You can also go to a streaming service uh, to listen to their their album, which came out a, a couple of months ago. Uh, and, of course, they'll be performing June 23rd at The Independent. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco. This is Pamela Louie, uh, queerly drinking. And in a few minutes, I will be joined by uh, Michael Rice, who is the director of Queer As You Are, a film that is a documentary that is playing uh, this weekend, June 19th, Juneteenth, at Frameline, the um, San Francisco LGBTQIA Film Festival. We'll be right back in just a moment. <laughs> 